Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Movie Reviews and 20 Cues Oscar episode. That's right, rather than our usual episode of reviewing a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it, this week we're only going to ask one question. Which film, actor or actress from each of the categories would we like to see win on Oscars night? Well, there's 24 categories, but we've actually cut it down to 18, purely because we, uh... We haven't really seen that many short films, documentary features, foreign language films, or really give a shit about the score. So we're going to throw two questions at the end there, which is one film that we wish had been nominated for Best Picture, as well as one performance that we wish had been recognised. Now, let's go down to the red carpet. Thanks for the introduction, Sam. It's Yes, it's me. It's your host for the evening, Sam Hurley, down here on the red carpet. I see our first and only guest arriving. Oh, look, look who it is. It's the wonderful, the ginger princess, Stacey Hurley. <laughs> hello, Stacey. How are you this evening? Hello. Hello, everyone. It's so great to be here. I'm so happy to be on the red carpet. I dressed up especially. I've got my sparkly sequin dress on, ready to roll. And who are you wearing tonight? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm actually wearing some active wear from the Warehouse. <laughs> That's nice. Me, myself, I'm actually wearing Spanky tonight. It's a snug fit, but I've managed to get him on. Oh, that sounds wrong. So how do you feel about being our only guest on the uh, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs Oscar special? Well, it's great because I get all the attention. Yes. Uh, well, it's a reward just to be nominated as well, Stacey Hurley. <laughs> Exactly. I don't really, what were your other options? <laughs> <laughs> and are there any awards that you're looking forward to tonight, Stacey Hurley? Oh, yes, there are. There are a couple. I'm really looking forward to the... I'm actually looking to forward, <laughs> looking forward to them so much that you can't uh, No, I'm looking forward to the the last two awards, the Screenplay Awards, because I love a good story, and I think that's um, really exciting. That is why you married me, because you love a good story. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we'll, uh, we, I've just been told that the uh, Fed is just about to kick into the first presentation of the awards, so we're going to throw it back to you, Sam, in the studio. Well, thank you, Sam. Okay, yep. <laughs> That's correct. We've got our first award coming up, and uh, the presenter coming to the stage tonight is Stacey Hurley. Let's let's hear from Stacey Hurley. Well, the first award off the rank is actor in a leading role. The nominees for this section are Christian Bale in Vice, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. <laughs> now, as I mentioned, guys, this isn't who we think is going to win. This is who we'd like to win. I'm going to go with Christian Bale from Vice. I thought he gave an amazing performance. Plus, he managed to tank out and look just like me. Bald and fat. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't really go comparing yourself to Dick Cheney, babe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you can be. Uh, oh, well, I, I do commend that performance. I do commend the commitment to that performance. Gaining weight and losing it is not an easy thing to do. However, that's the best thing about that performance. <laughs> So, given that, I'm going to go with Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Ugh. Why? Overrated. Why? It's just him being weird, and he just looks weird, so it's just, it's not even acting. It's just weird. It is acting. There's real emotion there. He's playing a complex character. I've got a lot to say to that, but I'm going to throw it back to Sam in the studio who's got an update. Yes, hello, Sam in the studio here, and unfortunately we can't go into that too deep because we're actually recording a podcast on Bohemian Rhapsody coming up this weekend. So that'll be out in the next couple of weeks, and Sam wants to reserve comments on that. Thank you, Sam. Okay, so what's <laughs> up next? Oh, look, look, Sam Hurley's taking the stage to do actor in a supporting role. Hello, everyone, and tonight I'd like to present actor in a supporting 
supporting role. <laughs> First up, from Maha Shala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Landsman, Sam Elliott for Sarah's Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell for Vice. And the award goes to... Before I give you my answer, was Sam Rockwell in Vice? What character did he play? It was George W. Bush. Oh! <laughs> You watched this two nights ago. <laughs> I didn't recognise him. Oh, well, I'm picking one of my all-time favourites who should always win an Oscar when he's in a movie, and that is Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Are you voting with your head or are you voting with the, or, uh, my heart? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit lower than your heart, I think, there. But I actually agree with you. I thought he gave a well-measured performance and it was a nuanced sort of performance. I, yeah, I'm glad he's been recognised for it. Next up, we're going to throw it over to Stacey Hooley, who's going to present actress in a leading role. Okay, the nominees for actress in a leading role are Yelitsa Aparizio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favourite, Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? No, Melissa McCarthy, I cannot forgive you for being nominated for this role because you did not deserve it. Yes, that was one of the most WTF nominations. I specifically watched this movie to find out exactly how good this performance was. We and both it, did, it and we were both very bored by it. Yeah. Okay. Now, no. who I'd like to see win would be Olivia Coleman. Now, I don't even think she's an actress in a leading role here. I really don't. I thought that her performance was more of a supporting actress, whereas I thought the leads in The Favourite were definitely Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. And it's amazing that this has been flipped around and Olivia Coleman's been nominated for leading actress. But she was fucking next level. I want to give it to her. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'm going Olivia Coleman as well. It's an interesting comment you make about her being supporting. But they do actually work this out based on the number of lines or screen time, don't they? Who's leading yeah, they and who's do. supporting? I still feel like it was a Rachel Weisz, Emma Stone film. Well, it was a story about the favourite and they were the two favourites, right? Yeah. Anywho, throwing it over to Sam Hurley to present actress in a supporting role. The nominees, Amy Adams for Vice, Marina Tafira for Roma, Regina King of Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favourite, Rachel Weiss for The Favourite. This is controversial. Because you hate Emma Stone? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> yes, but can I just say, this movie made me like her more than I have previously. She did a really good job in that role. But I have to go with Rachel Weiss. Interesting. I'm going to go with Marina de Tavera for Roma. I absolutely loved Roma and her performance as the matriarch of the family completely blew me away. Yes. I split the vote on Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. They would have been second for me and hard to pick between the two of them. All right, coming now to the stage to present animated feature film, Stacey Hurley. Who are the nominees? The nominees for animated feature film are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let's just leave it with that. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Are you picking the Ditto. same person? Yeah. <laughs> would love to see that one, the best yeah. animated fil- feature film. Uh, I was highly surprised by that film. Loved it. It was amazing. Flipping it over now to cinematography, we have Cold War, The Favourite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Which one would you like to see oh, win the hands Oscar? hands down, Roma. Beautiful movie. Loved, loved it. Now, Stacey, I'm going to have to agree with you on cinematography. It's definitely Roma for me. Amazingly, Alfonso Cuaron is nominated for this. He's the director. Typically, he uses um, one of the, a very famous cinematographer, Emmanuel Lubizki. Fortunately, he couldn't do it this time around for the film. He's won the Oscar before for Gravity. So Alfonso Cron was like, nah, I'll do it myself. <laughs> 
good good old DIY attitude and it's worked. And it's amazing. <laughs> We're going to talk about Roma a lot on this podcast, I think, but it has this amazing ability to have all the action actually happening outside of the main focal point of the shot. You've got the characters in the middle, but everything on, that's going on in the background is telling a much more interesting story. And really beautiful, beautiful light for a black and white film. Yeah, exactly. It seemed colourful somehow. It seemed to have like those golden tones of the sunlight and things, particularly when they're at the beach at the end and things like that. Amazing. Could not agree more. Okay, Stacey Hooley's now taking the stage to present costume design. Glad rags. Here are the nominees. <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favourite, Mary Poppins Returns and Mary Queen of Scots. His costume might not have been as cool as the one in Civil War, but it's Wakanda forever for me there, babe. I <laughs> How lo- did I know you were going to say that? Exactly. I love the different costumes that they're all wearing, you know, representative of the different tribes and everything like that. I found it phenomenal. What about you? Hey, look, I loved the costumes and the colour in Black Panther, and that combined with, and I'm not spoiling yet, but combined with the makeup was just out of this world. However, I have to go with the favourite. The costumes in that movie were phenomenal. For two reasons. One is they're just historically elaborate for the time, as we'd well appreciate. And they stood up to the amazing set that they were filming this on that had all the historic elaborate artwork and everything like that. But the thing I loved most, and maybe as a guy you didn't notice this, is the dresses and the fabrics were actually quite contemporary. And they had, (laughs) the reason I say that is because they had repeated patterns in the fabrics across all of the dresses the main characters were wearing including some of the guys and I just thought that was just made it look so polished and so neat and contemporary so amazing fair enough can't say I noticed that good call there Stacey Hurley <laughs> moves us on to one of the big ones directing first up we have Spike Lee for Black Klansman we have Pavel Pelkowski for Cold War Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favourite Alfonso Cuaron for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice okay I've I'm just got to point out this has got to be one of the most diverse directing groups Oh, really? This is like a Polish person, Mexican, and a, a Greek director. This is really sort of trotting the globe here. Anywho, who would you like to pick? Well Seth? done, Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> and two Americans, obviously. Okay, I'm going to start sounding like a broken record from here on out. The favourite. The reason I love the directing is many of the scenes were just so interesting to watch. And one in particular that I loved was when the Queen, Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone were sitting down eating cake with all the bunny rabbits running around them in her parlour. And I just thought, it's just such an interesting take on that situation it was pretty amazing directing for them to get the bunnies to do that at the same time i know they were so good right those bunnies really followed direction (laughs) and i'm pissed off they weren't nominated for best supporting actors and actresses (laughs) exactly right another great example of directing in this film was actually more of a choreography move is do you remember the dance scene where they're having that big elaborate ball and they actually do this quite contemporary funny Dance, yes. Rachel Weiss and old what's his face? Why, yes. <laughs> and also, I think it's that blending of contemporary and historic which makes this really special. I'm going to give it to Spike Lee for Black Landsman, and this might feel like a cop out given that he's directed so many films over the year and almost feels like a Scorsese Oscar, you know, where they just rewarded Martin Scorsese by having pumped out enough films that it's like, shit, we should really give one of these two, considering we never gave one to Kubrick or uh, Hitchcock. But 
I I really enjoyed Black Handsman. I think a lot of that came down to the directing. It wasn't necessarily the cinematography or anything like that. I think it came down to a lot of the acting choices that I think Spike Lee was coordinating and the stuff that they were putting them through. It was truly one of the most memorable films for me this year. Yeah, absolutely. Moves us on to film <laughs> editing. Stacey Hurley is now taking the stage to give us the nominees for film editing. Film editing. I'm super excited about this category, Sam, because it's not because I know anything about editing. <laughs> but it's matching scenes together. Yes. So the nominees are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book and Vice. Mm, you've talked about it quite a bit so far. The Favourite. I Whoa. love this way the scenes blended from one to another and they're quite contrary. Well, they offered contrast but at the same time they offered a continuation of the story. That's what I really liked about them. Scenes didn't hang around for too long. At the same time, they didn't hang around for too short, and I think that's a great sign of editing. If you're not sick of a scene, but you want to see what happens next, that's great editing. Okay, my pick for this is Bohemian Rhapsody. How do I know it? (laughs) I love this movie, and the reason I picked it for film editing was because the beautiful transitions from, particularly, and it told the story very quickly without hitting you over the head. You know, it went from, you know, someone thinking of the song to the band rehearsing to the song to to performing it like in quick succession and you didn't even see some of it and it just blended beautifully as well as the (laughs) graphic kind of um, interchanges in between scenes I don't know the technical terms for this but it just looked really cool like when they became popular um, you know they had they had had an international concert and they had the names of the cities like falling in uh, all over the screen and it just kind of Sometimes that can come across as cheesy, but it worked in this movie. Some of it was right, but then you get the scenes like the one where they're down on the waterfront or down by the Thames, and it's like, Queen, eh? So why should I pick you guys? What makes you different? And then it's just some of the most poor editing I've ever seen, as well as scene delivery. Anyway, I need to save this for the podcast. I need to rip it. Yeah, into- <laughs> just, okay. i got to cut it off. i got to cut off. i got to cut it off. Next up, makeup and hairstyling. Only three nominees in this category, Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Um, what would you like to see win? Just on a side note, I watched a movie recently with the worst hair I have ever seen in a movie in the history of movies. Was it that home film that I made of... No, it was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Hey! Every character in that movie is wearing a terrible, terrible wig. Hey! Anyway, back to the topic at hand. I'm going with Mary Queen of Scots. Same. Should we tell everyone we haven't seen that movie? Yes. We haven't seen Border <laughs> and basically... Based on the trailer, it looks amazing. Um, hair and makeup, hair styling for Vice. What? Because they did, they gave bloody Christian Bale a good bloody wraparound. And... Yeah, what, what do you call that? Like when yeah. you have hair around the edge. <laughs> Amy Adams got made to look like a 1960s housewife. Yeah, okay, well done, but we've seen that before. Yeah, no, that's not not the not the one to pick. Okay, taking the stage now to present original song. Stacey C. Hurley, what are the nominees? Adina Bunzumzel for Frozen. Did you ever see John Travolta do that? No. The amazing, the talented Adina Dumzel. <laughs> and he said the completely wrong name for oh, the person whoops. that was nominated. Okay, I'm not going to say the wrong name. The nominees are All the Stars, Black Panther, I'll Fight. RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow, A Star Is Born, and Winner Country, Winner Country, Winner Cowboy. (laughs) Winner Country trades his spurs for wangs. Winner Cowboy trades his spurs for wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Wakanda Forever. (laughs) Ditto. All the stars, Black Panther. What a wicked, catchy song. I've been listening to that for months. I didn't even know it was from Black Panther. I just thought it was cool. Yeah. 
uh, what can we say? It's a fun, catchy song. To be honest, we listened to all of these before we recorded this, and the other four, not really that noteworthy to me. I mean, a lot of people are going gaga over gaga, but meh. Yeah, and I think for the original song category, it needs to be a good song, whereas the other four nominees are just kind of good movie soundtrack kind of background music. Exactly. Sam Hurley is now taking the stage to present production design. Okay, the nominees are Black Panther, The Favourite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Roma, Romoma. Is that your pick? Gaga, ooh la la. No, it's not my pick. <laughs> I'm going with The Favourite. Oh my goodness, I do not know where they filmed that. I should find out. But that place looks amazing. The artwork, the architecture, just the beauty of the gardens, the, the entire set, beautiful. I'm going to go with a very looked over film for a couple of reasons that I might get into later. I am going to go with First Man. Mm, is that because of the depiction of the moon? Yeah, the depiction of the moon, the spaceships they recreated, the suits, the everything. It was just an amazingly well-produced and designed set, costumes, everything. It was phenomenal. I actually, I agree with you. I loved, and I mentioned this in our First Man podcast, I loved seeing what the moon looked like from the first-person perspective. Yeah. You never see that in space films, and it was really cool. Okay, and throwing it over now to Stacey Hurley. She's now taking the stage to present Sound Editing. Something that we know a lot about. You do. (laughs) You know more than me. Okay, the nominees are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, Roma. This one was really tough for me because I could have nominated any of these, but I'm going to go with First Man. I'm going to repeat the same answer as last time. Shout out to A Quiet Place, but I think A First Man had an amazing ability to edit sound in and actually make you feel like you're inside a spaceship. Not to mention all the other scenes as well. Oh, this was incredibly tricky for me. I actually ticked First Man, then I crossed it out, then I went with something else, then I came back, and then I went around. But in the end of the day, I just had to go with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, God. I, okay, hear me out. I don't really like music biopics. I don't really like musicals. Your favourite movie is Walk the Line. Exactly, but when I went to this see this at the cinema, I felt like I was at the concert. I was so excited, I almost clapped at the end, and then I was like, oh shit, I'm not actually here, I'm in a movie. So for me, that's the reason this gets the award. Interesting. Talking about sound, we're now mixing it over to sound mixing. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, A Star Is Born. I have to go with Bohemian Rhapsody again. I don't really know the difference between mixing and editing, but all the sound was good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you there. I can't fault the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody did awesome at sound mixing. But, I mean, the thing is they had a million Queen songs to pick from. It's hard not to mix some of the most awesome music ever into this film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not just about the songs. It's about just the whole thing. You couldn't really fault anything. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that more on our episode. Yes. Moving us over to visual effects, Stacey Hurley is now going to take the stage and give us the nominees. Finally, we get a bit of a mix-up here. The nominees are Avengers, Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. (sighs) I'm a Marvel fanboy. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But that being said, I mean... Yes, First Man did a great job of putting you on the moon and making you feel like you were there. Yes, it did a great job of some of the other takeoffs and putting you in space and all that sort of stuff. Yes, it did that great. But from start to finish, Avengers Infinity War had to have CGI characters on the screen at almost all times. And you feel like they occupy space. You know, Marvel CGI, I don't know who the company is. Maybe, oh, it's Weta. It's Weta. There we go. And that's the reason why. <laughs> it's a New Zealand company. So they are awesome at creating Thanos, at creating Groot, at creating Rocket Raccoon. I mean, that's amazing. They made Bradley Cooper look like a raccoon. Do you know how hard that is? They made Vin Diesel look like a tree. (laughs) 
Not really. Those guys do kind of suit those characters. But anyway, <laughs> I agree with you. Visual effects, it has to be about a movie that is almost entirely made up of visual effects. And that's the reason I'm going with Ready Player One. Oh, no. <laughs> Just because the whole entire movie was visual effects. There was almost nothing real in it. I'm surprised that those actors had anything to go on. The the whole thing was probably filmed on a green screen. I don't know. Yeah, it probably was. But anyway, it's just just good to mix it up, and I'm glad we got some different nominees there. Okay, moves us down to our last three big ones. First of all is adapted screenplay. So Sam, can you explain to me what adapted screenplay means? Adapted screenplay is a movie that is based on other types of source material. So it could be based on a book, comic book, or a previous film, something that's already been... Oh, so an interpretation. Yeah, so it's something or that's already been thrown out. an adaptation even. Yeah, it's an adaptation. <laughs> Cool. So the nominees are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. I'm guessing you could pick better if you knew what the original source material was like and then you could compare it to how it came across in the movie, right? I suppose, but yeah. But since we don't know any of the original source material, I'm just going for the best one that I like the the best story, and that is Black Klansman. I agree with you there. Not very true to the original story, but you're looking at the screenplay, you're looking at how it works and how yes. it's been like how it drives the story. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give adapted screenplay. Purely because the other four, well I'm never gonna see Star is Born. I haven't seen if Beale Street can talk and I'm disappointed that I haven't. Can you ever forgive me? Ballad of Buster Scruggs and ugh, not for me. Not memorable. Whereas Black Klansman was an intriguing story when you're watching the film, you're like, Wow, did this really happen? Or did this yeah. this is amazing. This is really interesting. Good point. Now over to the opposite of that, an original screenplay, a screenplay that has been written specifically for a film. And what are the nominees? Stacey Hurley. The nominees are The Favourite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Roma, Roma, <laughs> I can't help it. I love this film. I absolutely love this film. The Favourite was an also-ran, First Reformed, Green Book, and Vice, and eh. It's Roma. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. It's a very simplistic story. It's a year in the life of a maid and the family that she works for. And you think, ah, boring. Who who the hell want want to watch that? But everything that goes on is flummoxing and engaging and enlightening and amazing. I agree. It is it is great, but I have to go with the favorite for this. Oh god. Because as I was watching this, it was just it just was so outrageous. It just it seemed outrageous and they they blended some interesting true facts about Queen Anne into the storyline and and the way she ran the government and her private life. Having lost 17 infants either through miscarriage or at a young age is a phenomenal thing that sounded made up, but when we looked into it, it was actually true so yeah just really fascinating and original interestingly there for original screenplay and this goes to sort of show how the academy favors these types of films is from the favorite first reformed green book roma and vice only one of them is set in modern times that is interesting it goes to show you they're sort of like their historical films mm. moves us down to the final one that we're going to do best picture sorry to documentary features short subject <laughs> animated short film and live action short film so where it's foreign language film and original score you guys couldn't get televised sorry about that we are unqualified to nominate let alone pick the winners for those categories aside from foreign film which would definitely would have been Roma and we haven't seen the other four so yep similar to what the academy's doing this year and not screening all of the uh, all of the nominees and winners we're going to bump you from the schedule and moving straight on to the big one the best picture a total of 10 can be nominated for best picture and this year the academy nominated 8 
So those films are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice Vice Baby. <laughs> and the winner of Best Picture, in my opinion, is Bohemian Rhapsody. Is Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Two wildly different picks there, so it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes. And no, interestingly, both of them are set in the seventies, partially. Okay, that may in, may be the only thread that ties them. The family in Roma are all a whole bunch of cane addicts that become really famous from their voices. You don't remember the film, do you? I do, but that makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> Roma for me was the superior film of that list as much as i love black panther and the favorite and black handsman and let's not talk about the others it's definitely roma i love everything about it it's just phenomenal for me good picks so as we've knocked out the other ones we're going to do a final two questions which are what would it be a film that we wish was nominated for best picture and what's one performance that we wish had been nominated in any of the roles we'll, we'll go over the first one we'll go a film first what's one film that you wish had been nominated for best film Stacey Hurley okay this is one of the films I watched in 2018 that changed my mind about the horror genre it's something I don't typically enjoy but this was very clever and well done and that is A Quiet Place when you're it- married to a horror it's hard to enjoy one isn't it <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) And it was such a cool, unique film-going experience going to a movie that is very quiet. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go with First Man. I didn't really enjoy it that much the first time I saw it. I don't know what I said about it on the podcast, but I still think it's an amazing film. It's got some great performances in it. You know, there was talk about Gosling and Foy for lead actor and actress. Uh, I just find it really good. I just really enjoyed that movie. You know, the production level, everything. Well, we've been over it. I just think it's a really good film. Yeah, it was up there. And that brings us down to the final award. (laughs) And this is an award we are making up. So, Sam, who do you wish had been nominated for a performance award? Where the bloody fuck is Tony Collette for Best Actress Hereditary? (laughs) Where the bloody I am your mother fuck is she? (laughs) That is an excellent question and I'd like to know the answer to that. How the shit fuck is Melissa McCarthy nominated for Best Actress? I haven't seen A Star Is Born, but I'm pretty sure Tony Collette did a better job than bloody Gaga. Olivia Coleman? Sure. Glenn Close? No, never going to see The Wife. Probably not. Sarapuccio? Yeah, she was good as well. But where the fuck is Tony Collette? Where is she? The thing with Tony Collette is she's now almost getting into the Leo DiCaprio category. She's a phenomenal actress and she is so unique and interesting to watch in all of her performances. Yes. But her performance in Hereditary was outstanding. It was such an unusual and layered character and she yes. was fully committed to it. So it'll be interesting to see where she goes from here. As far as the film goes, I really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't have put it as like one of my favourite films of the year or anything, yeah. but it was a buoyed on. Oh no, it's okay, the story in it, Twists and Turns were great, but it's buoyed on by such an amazing performance from her. Yeah, yeah that's a massive crime. We need to uncover this. Yeah. Ex Melissa McCarthy, first up. It's incomparable, those performances. Okay, so yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Plays Melissa McCarthy. She, but she just basically, they just took off her makeup and she wasn't funny. That's all she had to do. That wasn't her normal thing, right? Yeah, she was. She wasn't funny. Well, she yeah. was like sarcastic funny. There was, I feel there's a lot of flaws with that movie. Maybe we should do a podcast on it. Cause no, I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> Okay, so my performance is, again, 
this is from a movie that isn't an amazing huge drama. It's maybe not at the level of Tony Collette, but I thought it was a sweet interesting and layered performance and that is the performance by Cynthia Erivo from Bad Times at El Royale. I'm film I still haven't seen yet. Well you need to get your butt into gear and see it just for her performance alone. She's beautiful. She plays this kind of sweet seemingly innocent girl checking into this motel then you see her rehearsing for her. She's a singer so she does this beautiful beautiful singing in the movie and it just takes her on a journey throughout and seeing her performing side by side with Jeff Bridges who's a seasoned Hollywood professional and she's up and coming and fresh. She was just so cool to watch. So I'm disappointed. Yeah. Film I got to check out, but still haven't yet. Anyway, we're going to throw it back to Sam and Stacey back on the red carpet. Going to get their little Oscars breakdown, see how they felt. Okay. Throwing over to you guys. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Yeah. Some interesting choices there. Quite uh, interesting developments. Roma clearly getting a lot of love. So did the favourite. So did Bohemian Rhapsody from the Ginger Princess. So I've got we've got another Ginger Princess here with me, Stacey Hurley. How are you, Stacey? How how do you feel about the Oscars <laughs> this year? Oh, it's super exciting and so pleased to be involved. And yeah. And I'm loving being on the red carpet. The only person on the red carpet in my yes. active wear. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And who aren't you wearing tonight, Stacey Hurley? I am not wearing Dolce & Gabbana, or I am not wearing Christian Dior, or anything like that. I'm not wearing any jewellery, in fact, and I don't have my hair done. And thankfully for me, I am not wearing Kevin Spacey. Anyway, that's been a great show. We're going to throw it back to you guys, back into the studio. Well, thanks, Sam and Stacey. Yep, it's been a great time. Thank you for tuning into this podcast as we do something a little bit different. Before we wrap up the show, if you want to become like Julio from The Contrarians, who recently joined our Patreon, that is also awesome. There'll be a link below where you can find our Patreon. Go along give us a buck you know tell us you love us by helping us uh, spend some money on making the show for you guys so we can get better equipment or you can become like Emily Higgins Phil Joynson and Julio the three most awesome people in our world who are our premier patrons and for the princely sum of $5 a month they get their questions in every podcast and we're going to do it now so Stacey first up Phil Joynson's question what item would you want or definitely not want to be from these Oscars Okay, based on your earlier comments, I would not want to be the Oscar for actress in a supporting role. I feel that Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz could very well have a fistfight over who should have won that between the two of them. (laughs) That is a really good answer. I don't want to be the seat that Kevin Spacey sat in last time he was there. (laughs) Is he going to be there this year? No, but I don't. I wouldn't want to sit in that seat. Move on. Next question. So that was Phil Joyce's question. Next up is Emily Higgins's question. Which two films from these Oscars would you definitely want or not want to watch as a double hitter? For me, it's obvious. It's Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. What about you, Stace? I'm going with Black Klansman and Black Panther. <laughs> As something really interesting, controversial, and something really fun, bright and colourful. Excellent. And what's our final question there, Stace? Oh, and it's our latest addition to our $5 Premier Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians Podcast. Another great podcast you guys should definitely check out. I love their Contrarians Corner, which they start their podcast with. That's where they basically take a film that everybody loves on Rotten Tomatoes or everybody hates on Rotten Tomatoes, and they argue the opposite. So, yeah, quite controversial, hence this question. Hit us with it, Stace. The final question is, what is your most controversial opinion about the Oscars 2019? None of the five actors that are nominated for acting in a leading role should have been nominated. Ooh, that is controversial. <laughs> Except for Christian Bale. I thought he gave a good performance. Bradley Cooper, Mayor, William Defoe, Mayor, Remy Malik, Mayor, Viggo Mortensen, Mayor. That being said, there is no real standout male performances in any other films this year, aside from Ethan Hawke in First Reformed. I don't know how he didn't get nominated. Good call. 
My opinion is, can you ever forgive me? No, the Academy, we cannot forgive you for including this movie in these nominees for the leading roles <laughs> for for actor and actress. I mean, for supporting actor and leading actress. That is just completely crazy. I thought Richard E. Grant was okay. I yeah, don't yeah, think okay. Yeah, exactly. Do you think yeah, yeah. Okay, this okay Oscar? You know, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's about that. Anyway, I'm with you there, Stace. And that takes us down to the end. Thanks again to our patrons for those questions. We love them. Love them, guys. Always awesome. Yeah, we do. Thanks so much. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Episode 77 is coming up, so guess what we're doing for that? Star Wars. And we're also doing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. We're also doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Got a couple of other fun things coming up soon. And, of course, there's Captain Marvel on the horizon, as well as a little movie called Avengers is uh, Endgame coming up soon. Maybe we'll go see that. Definitely. (laughs) And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter, where we are the most prolific at Movie Reviews In. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews In 20 qs Send us an email, mritqs at gmail.com. If you've got any feedback, want to suggest any films or anything you want to do and we'll see you all again soon cheers okay bye bye